Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now you'll start to see Fable and Folly Network shows are offering bonus content to all existing and new supporters. Find exclusive new episodes from shows like Where the Stars Fell, The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, and Civilized. Plus, early access to new episodes of Midnight Burger, all still entirely ad-free. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey today. Greetings and welcome to a special one-shot, Winnie Quest, the Dum-Dums and Dragons story. I'm your host, Bukaki's cousin, the great wizard, Gotzi. We take a break now from our regular adventure to see the impact Quinny's infamy has had on another part of Dumpyroon, the fully original city of Gryffindel. This arc features DM Tyler Hewitt and players Del Borvik, Ryan LaPont, and Laura Hamstra. How will their brand new characters fare as they try to make their way into an emerging elite band of thieves? Find out in this episode of Quinny Quest, a Dum-Dums and Dragons story. Welcome back. We return to you. In situ. <laughs> We're in the middle of a... Just a... Just a fucked up fight with a big, <laughs> gross, lobster, crayfish, prawn-looking guy by the name of Surtle Spurtle, or so says his name tag. He has been blinded and frozen, uh, and he has had one of you in the grasp of his very dangerous pincers, but you've managed to slip free. The battle is still raging. The riddle that summoned him stated that he had four legs <laughs> in the early days of his life. <laughs> uh, Hugo Truck Bell Pepper, it is your turn uh, to kind of uh, bring you back to where we are in this fight. Um, Sertle Spurtle uh, attempted to mash and snip at Cinder Darkbane, but she was protected by a sanctuary spell cast by Euro, Euronymous Kosh. And as a reaction to that, he was not able uh, to, to snatch her up in his claws, and, uh, and so he turned his ire towards uh, Euro and was not able to cross the battlefield to reach him uh, due to the freezing uh, that you gave him a little earlier. Yeah. 
And so he wasted a turn like an idiot, this big, stupid, dumb <laughs> fish man. Uh, it is your turn. Please, please kill him. Um, <laughs> I would like to try. Now, from my notes from when we recorded like last six months ago or so, I <laughs> yeah. noted that I was 50 feet away. Yep. Uh, is that is that important for spell range stuff? It is very important for spell range because my speed is only twenty five. You're a little guy. Yeah. I'm just I'm a I'm a little gnome person yeah. with short little legs. I can only move so fast. Uh, so, <laughs> but I, I can fire a firebolt. Oh, stupendous! Then so, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna creep up just a little bit into like the the like. So I'm like 40 feet away. Yeah, got uh, it. Uh, and, uh, and just say, uh, please stop hurting these people. And just like he holds his hands out and be like, oh, fire, fire, please. <laughs> and hopes that a firebolt emerges. Excellent. Uh, I believe that's an attack roll, a spell attack. It is. So I got to make All a right. ranged spell attack. That is... Oh, baby, 22 to hit. Ooh. 22 will do the job handily. Excellent. Ah. All right, so Buddy's going to take 1d10 fire damage. Oh, and that's a lovely 10. <gasps> Look 10. at that. Look God at that. damn. All right. Dice are my friends today. This firebolt's bigger than truck. <laughs> <laughs> So this, yeah, so it's like a hot, like uh, a super hot flame with like a blue core. Just like, I would, I have to use, it spurts towards him. I know that's not like a really like cool fire term, but that's, that is, it is how you picture it. Okay. Uh, I'm just doing a quick little bit of math here because something's going to happen. Is he flammable? Uh, no if he's more a flammable object. Than, he's not an object, <laughs> no, <just> unfortunately. <laughs> oh, no. I hate that we're fighting him, but it's starting to smell nice in here. <laughs> Hugo does, or Truck does not know what to, to make of that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Do you not like cooked prawn, Truck? <laughs> oh. We don't have prawns in the mountains. Well, when we win this fight, you and I will feast like a king's. <laughs> On Squirtle Spurtle? Yes, it smells very good. Big prawn, big prawn. Oh, oh it's going to kill us. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that well, Spurtle was all the way dead, but he's not sure right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, no, he's not. True to the riddle, though. Uh, two of his four legs buckle under the weight of his his slowly uh dying body uh and it, according to the rules of the riddle indicating that he is at half of his life he's reached the <laughs> midpoint of his life uh so you have you have sufficiently damaged Surtle spurtle that uh two of his four legs have given out and they're kind of being dragged behind him uselessly as he lumbers about now on only two prawn legs um and he uh, he says, um, 
Oh, what would he say? Um, he would say... <laughs> um, and it's Euro's turn. <laughs> Euro is just going to look at him uh, and yell, I hate you, you... Witty bastard! Uh, and then he's going to fire a guiding bolt right at him because after getting chatted up by that fucking skeleton and Spurtle giving him the jack-off motion, he knows what he's saying is foul and clever and Euro mm-hmm. has just had enough. Yep. So he's got to make a ranged spell attack. I mean, I'm, I'm going to fish for advantage. Why not? How good's he moving on only two legs? Uh, he's moving fine. Um, he's slower. What a dick. Um, so... <laughs> He's not he's not easier or harder to hit, but his uh, his movement speed has been reduced. Yeah, this is good. This is good. Thank you, Misk. This is good for all of us. Uh, and then he takes his spell shot, which is a ten, and his guiding bolt just misses fucking yeah. completely. Oh. So I thought I thought there was more for you to add after the ten, but no, that's no, no that's not no, going to do it. it. <laughs> and Yoro is like, well, sometimes the best part of thieving is escaping. Fuck this! Uh, and he just turns, and he's just going to move his full movement directly away from Sertle Spurtle. <laughs> Excellent. Sertle's uh, not taking his turn yet. It is Cinder's turn. Oh, man. Can Cinder catch up to Sertle Spurtle? Because Sertle's been yes. running after Euro. <laughs> yes, he wasn't able to catch Euro uh, because his speed was reduced by the permafrost, and now he is less ambulatory. So he's about 20 feet away. Oh, perfect. My speed yeah. is 30. So Cinder is just booking it up behind that prawn, up to the prawn tail. Mm-hmm. And right before she gets to him, she's going to strike a pose and have like her, her sword and sickle over and her sword kind of over her face and and yell at Sertle Spurtle. <laughs> well, you're my prey. We're going to eat you. And, <laughs> <laughs> and use this... Uh, <laughs> And uses Hunter's Mark on Sertle Spurtle with a bonus oh. action. Okay. Tell us about Hunter's Mark. I so think this Hunter's is the first time Mark, this has been cast. Yeah, Hunter's Mark is a, a ranger-only spell that is you choose a creature you can see within 90 feet and mark it as your quarry. And it, it's a verbal spell. And until it ends, you deal 1d6 extra damage whenever Ooh. you hit it with a weapon attack. Okay. So, so nice. I have one action then. I use my bonus action to cast the spell. Yes. And I'm going to try to use the sword. They're going to strike up with the straight sword and try and slice off a bit of prawn tail. Excellent. Uh, Roll a d20 for me and add your attack bonus. It is 11. Nope, sorry. Even though you have Sertle Spurtle's um, assassination coordinates, it's just simply not, not enough. Yep, I think it's just Cinder jumps and slashes to try and get the tail, and the tail just goes up. She's just, Egh. Yeah. And, and I believe the protection of mask yes. leave you because you have attacked a creature, so you're, you are no longer in sanctuary. Yes. Uh, and that, uh, unless you wanted to do anything else, you've got, you used your movement, action, and bonus movement, action. So I think you're, bonus action. Yeah. Yep. So it is Sertle Spurtle's turn. Uh, he's taken a beating from you guys this round. Holy crap. Um... 10 damage on a firebolt. Hot damn. <laughs> he is going to roll to attack. He's going to roll. Yeah, he's playing D&D with us. Um, 
Yay! He's going to try to attack. He can attack twice. Uh, he's going to try and snap at you with his pincers, Cinder. Ooh, all right. Uh, so the first one was a seven plus six, so a 13 to hit. My armor class is 14. Not going to do it. And that's a six plus six, so that's not going to do it either. We're locked in mortal combat. Yep. Once again, the dance of death continues, <laughs> uh, bringing us to uh, to Truck. What's uh, going on, Truck? I would like to... All right, I'm going to turn invisible. <laughs> wow, not what I was expecting. <laughs> I'm going to use invisibility. Okay. Um, so that I can creep a little bit closer. Sure. Uh, just within 30 feet. Um, and I'm going to spend two of my sorcery points. Okay. Uh, to make a quicken spell. So mm -hmm. a spell that has... Uh, a casting time of one action mm -hmm. uh, becomes a bonus action. Okay. Uh, it's my meta magics. I know. Um, I know a little bit about you meta know, magic. You know I a little bit about that. I know Bucky. I know what's up. <laughs> I will say we are doing some house rules right now, but yeah. carry on. <laughs> um, wait, is that not allowed? Not usually, but we've done wait, it with what, Bucky forever. Wait, how do forever. I do it? No, no, no. Teach me because this is the first time playing Sorcerer. Uh. You can cast like one, I believe it's like one spell per turn. So you cast a spell to turn invisible. Oh. So it's it's usually for, um, I believe, taking a spell that would be your action and doing a bonus action and having your action be something else, but not, oh. I think, another spell, I think. Well, but then... I like this. I no. want this to happen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I want you to be invisible. I, won't use it again, I want then. you to do it. I don't care. Um, I, again, I get to do it all the time as Bucky. <laughs> so go for it. Um, I mean, and, if it's an attack spell, you're not going to be invisible for long. No. Uh, oh, is that true? Yeah, you stop being invisible. So you're, you're basically doing it to position yourself. But it's not another concentration spell. No, but attacking, um, casting a spell, uh, maybe one or two other things ends the invisibility Greater Perfect. invisibility it doesn't, but invisibility it does. Okay. He's he's uh, in melee combat with Cinder Darkbane, so moving closer to him, you're not in any danger of of catching his eye per se, depending okay. on what your follow up action will be. That might okay. change, but you know what? I'm just I, then. Do you know? What? I think I'm just gonna cast Minor Illusion. Oh, okay. That's all I'm gonna do. Um, What's your Minor Illusion? I just want to distract this thing to give cinder a better chance okay. um just because my yeah i think cinder's doing like a, a decent job uh so i'm going to create a sound mm -hmm. uh just opposite on the like opposite to where the side cinder is just um so it's basically like kind of yelling in this creature's ear Oh, okay. Just giving it a taste of its own medicine. Huh? Okay. So do you know what you just said to him? No. Jeez, I'm all just, right, okay. I'm just making the sounds. <laughs> yeah, no, that's very good. Uh, I like that a lot. Um, let's do a little Calvin Ball and see... I'm going to have him do a wisdom save. And if he fails it, 
uh, he will be distracted and he will confer advantage to hit him and he will have disadvantage to hit for Ooh, one fun. turn, for one round. Um, I like it. Making up an arbitrary DC. <laughs> He fails because he rolled a five, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it fully works. Um, he yes. looks turning. You can see the recognition in his eyes of him being like, Roy, is that you? And it's not Roy. <laughs> it's just some inane chattering uh, in his ear. Um, it continues for a minute. <laughs> child, oh my gosh. So he's very confused. Um, Unless he examines it on his next Childhood turn. friends, Sirtle Spurtle and Roy grew up oh. together. Roy Girdle. Yep. Uh, Sirtle Spurtle introduced Roy Girdle to his wife. Oh my goodness. And then Roy died in the war, of course. And then, you know, so just hearing his voice is just completely shocking to him. Uh, so he, he turns around, turning... Uh, Turning away from you, Cinder, turning his mm -hmm. back to you. It is Euro's, uh, no, it's Sirtle Spurtle's turn. Uh, no, it's Euro's turn. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've got That's my right. tracker right here. He's turning to face Euro, who's directly away from, from Cinder. <laughs> right. And Euro yeah. just says, wait, why am I running? It's time for me to make my contribution to the great Gryffindel Bake Off. Uh, and he raises up his necklace and just says, mask, do the burn thing for crime. Uh, and he will cast Sacred Flame. So just a bolt of flame is summoned out of his necklace and shoots towards Sirtle Spurtle, who needs to make a dex save, DC 12. That's a pretty high save for him to make with a dex that has a modifier of zero. <laughs> he makes it on a 19. Jesus. But does his disadvantage affect saves? That's a great question. Let's say it does. He rolled an 11. Oh. Just under. He fails. Oh. <laughs> you thought you were good until you heard someone else say something you couldn't quite make out, and it makes them seem witty, does it not? But they aren't. He's just, the fire's already hit. He's just kind of going <laughs> off where he's at. Yeah. <laughs> that is five, I think it's five, oh, let me confirm. Five radiant damage. Okay. And then he's just going to give him the finger and say... <laughs> Come on down here if you want to be strong, big man. Otherwise, stay over there like a scared little coward. Interesting. Do you uh, do you have some sort of tactical uh, wish to to draw his wrath? Euro wants to make sure that his two young charges are going to make it through okay. And he is <laughs> out of healing spells. He's used all of his magic from Mask. But the thing that he is aware of is that he has an innate ability as a tiefling, which is if he is attacked, he can make a hellish rebuke, which is a big oh, blast of fire okay. on whoever comes after him. So his sacred requirement and duty is to protect these young thieves so they can become better thieves. So at risk okay. to himself, he will try to piss off this monster to <laughs> blast it with the fires of hell. Let's do an opposed role real quick then. Can you give me a, let's just call it straight charisma. Charisma, sure. Um, and I will do a straight wisdom to see if you can goad Sirtle Spurtle into ignoring the, the morsel in front of him, Cinder, to, to try and go after you. 10. I've got a 12. No modifier on it. It's just a straight 12. <clears throat> so you, uh, you piss him off. He's bothered by you. It's more like you're <laughs> next on his list, but right now Cinder's in front of him. 
Uh, and it is Cinder's turn. He uh, he looks like he's going to lumbering, lumberingly turn to face you once again instead of going off after Euro. Uh, but before he does that, you get to strike. All right. Cinder's going to meet him halfway because wherever that big burn blast mark is, she's going to mm-hmm. go towards that. Or maybe it softened up the chitinous shell a little bit. And Excellent. two weapon strikes are coming right for that part of Surtle's Fertile. Let's see it. All right. And these have advantage because of Yes. Trucks. You're going to have advantage. Yep. yep. All right. Oh, boy. That one is math. 13. 13 <laughs> is not enough. All right. And here's another one. Okay. <gasps> Worse. 10. Just absolutely. Nope. Afraid not. Clang, clang. Those were, those those were both with those advantage. Were both with advantage. I rolled Yikes. a five and a four, and an eight and a three. Oof. Just here. I'm sorry. Why aren't you hitting him? <laughs> it's really big and hard. I, I'm used to fighting furry things. It's so hard. That's what she said. That's what I said. <laughs> uh, you've got you've got two pincer attacks coming your way, Cinder. Right. Uh, they're going to be a disadvantage, but then the disadvantage ends for him. So let's see what happens. The lower here is a 7 plus 6 for 13 again. We know that doesn't that cut the do mustard. Uh, natural 1. <gasps> uh, he is infuriated by all of this. You know, you've been kind of harrying and harassing him a lot in this combat. Not like straight damage, but like blinding him, pissing <laughs> him off, freezing him, burning him. Marking him for death. Um, <laughs> it's a lot. And so in sort of a furious frenzy, he drives his pincer into the ground uh, at a spot where you used to be. Mm. But you deftly avoid it. And his pincer uh, pierces the hard concrete. And he is stuck. For one round, at least. Um, My eyes just rolled big time. <laughs> so I know what this means. What does it mean? Let's hear it. He's got three legs now. <laughs> he hasn't taken any damage. You guys, you guys can't hit him. <laughs> Riddle but yes, it does. It does seem like he's got five legs. damage. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yes, you're, beast. yes, you're right. Uh, I had broken that, that really open with less. Um. He is basically three-legged with that pincer stuck in the ground. You're right. I now realize what you're saying. Um, <laughs> that was not my intention. That's really funny. Uh, no, he can't move from that spot, uh, but he is going to take one wild swing. Uh, nope, that's the end of his turn. Uh, so it is Truck's turn now. Well, oh, man. Truck's... No, Truck doesn't feel sorry for... Yada, you're making me feel sorry for all this... <laughs> just getting this glimpse into this guy's yeah, life. Yeah, Truck doesn't know about the Truck war. Truck doesn't know yeah, no, about Truck it. Truck doesn't know about Roy. It's okay. Um, Truck will uh, never know Cinder about Roy. Is engaged with him? Yeah, yeah. They're engaged in melee combat. I mean, this is more of a first date, but like, give him time. <laughs> it's going super well. Uh, I don't know. I've had luck with my firebolt. That was massive damage. Ten damage. This is true. On an attack is yeah. I think, I think, um, yeah. We just got to go for what's been working so far. So sure, give me that spell attack. Just like, 
Oh, please, please, flames, fire. Uh, 16 to hit. 16 is exactly what you need to hit. Yay. That's the magic number. <laughs> Dude, that's nine damage. <gasps> Holy shit. Fuck. Uh, you hit him in the same spot as before, and the burning, kind of bubbling flesh splits open, and a third leg kicks out <laughs> to stabilize him as he gets weak in the knees and his two established legs. <laughs> That's so much better! <laughs> supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. I got this really strange email last night. I need to see what's going on with this mystery file. Hey, it's a map of a town called Ocean Bay. Someone sent these images to you for a reason. I'm so lost right now. When was the last time you chose a direction and followed it? I'm going to Ocean Bay. We don't get many tourists this time of year. Ocean Bay is a friendly town, but we're not that friendly. I never sent you an email. I don't even know you. And why exactly are you here? The map is the reason we're here. Maps help when you're lost. Do you know what a trap street is? Trap streets aren't real. They don't exist. Don't trust anyone unless they give you a reason to trust them. I think he's dead. How could so much damage happen to a human body in such a short period of time? What the hell is going on here? From the creators of Strange Air, this is Trap Street. So maps can have secrets. Yes, maps can have secrets. Follow and hear new episodes of Trap Street anywhere you listen to podcasts. Hello everyone, it's Tyler Hewitt here, just taking a little break from the show to let you know that Dum Dums and Dice have a Patreon. Yeah, did you know that? Have you heard about this? We've got a Patreon, and we've got a bunch of different tiers for you to subscribe at, the lowest one being just $1 per month, and with that you actually get one of my favorite perks, you get access to our patron-only Discord. You got a lot of fans hanging out on there already, it's very active. Uh, we hang out on there, we're active uh, and part of the Discord as well. We've got one of my favorite channels is the Questions for Cast channel where you can ask us about our process, about our characters or anything like that, but also just like personal, you know, kind of get to know us questions as well. Uh, and I like getting to know the fans of our shows uh, on this Discord. So it's been great so far. I highly recommend it. You should head over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. One more time, patreon.com slash dumdumdice. See you there. So now he's got four legs again. Dear God, we're starting over. <laughs> yeah. Well, for now, anyway, yeah. Uh, he can't do anything with him because of his pincer situation. But yes, oh. you have reached the third and final stage of the riddle. The twilight of Sirtle Spurtle's life. <laughs> Things are looking grim. Now we can see Roy a little bit. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Will someone else please help? 
Roy's poor wife, Amanda Myrtle, just That's right. <laughs> desperate to hear news from Roy, even from That's beyond right. the grave. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, at uh, at the cry for, will somebody else please help? Uh, Euro, it is your turn. What's it's time for me to be the hero that they need. Uh, Euro would like to run forward as fast as he can, and specifically to run into Sertle Spurtle to deal himself <laughs> some like non-fatal damage so that he can use hellish rebuke. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Help me figure this out then. Uh, he has a stationary pincer lodged in the ground if you'd like to go for that. Yeah, I mean, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, let's okay. do that. Uh, sure. Uh, walk me through this. He basically just punches down and then starts running. And he wants to do the equivalent of like when you see somebody in a comedy, like try to shoulder charge a door that they can't break. Yeah. He just wants to hit that pincer, like get a solid bruise, and then hellish rebuke. <laughs> okay. He's had to do this before to like sucker people into punching him so that he can do that. Once he used it to get into a bank vault that he just could not get into. <laughs> and he was desperate on the job. So he punched the bank vault to hurt his hand and then hellish rebuked the vault. Excellent. Oh my God. Very cool. Okay. Because uh, if he can cheat hell, he's very happy. <laughs> roll me a strength athletics check. And you're looking to fail this check. Oh, good. I'm not very strong. This is, this is all right. I, you need to fail this for your plan to work. Oh, perfect. I rolled a seven. And my That'll difference is zero. <laughs> yeah. A seven beats, uh, or rather does not beat the 15 that I had set for you as the dice challenge. <laughs> the difficulty challenge. Um, so I'm going to roll damage off of his pincer. Uh, ba, 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 ba. So is Hellish Rebuke a reaction? Correct. So you, oh my god. <laughs> he, uh, well I was about to say he hits you. You hit him uh, for, holy shit. I mean it's um, all relative. <laughs> uh, ten damage you take yep. when you slam into his pincer. That's great. Let's, uh, let's see was the more rebuke. than I intended. But this will be more than you can handle. <laughs> and his eyes start to glow and just the floor opens up and the fires of hell spray up hell towards yeah. Sertle Spurtle. Uh, Sertle Spurtle needs to make a deck saving throw DC 13. He's going to roll a disadvantage because he's pinned to one spot. He rolled a 12 and a nat 20. So with a 12, he fails. Wonderful. And he will take 27 <laughs> fire damage. What? It's 3d10 damage. I rolled two tens and a seven. So oh, L shit. is with our boy today. Shit. You're, you built a level three character, right? <laughs> I don't oh think Hellish Rebuke pops off every time he gets hit. Hell, no. Hellish Rebuke, <laughs> I get, uh, it's once per long rest. Mm, yeah. Okay. And I have to get hurt before it happens. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, talk me further through this uh, uh, these these uh, hellish flames that come up and claim the life of Sertle Spurtle. His one juicy, fresh leg kind of kicking uh, furiously. Uh, 
The other two can hear just the screams of agony coming from the hells below as the floor opens up and they're just red and orange flames and then just black clawed hands reaching up <gasps> as demons like grab and then yank down and you just see Sertle Spurtle struggling and struggling and then just one big black hand reaches up and wraps around the pincer that's attached to the floor and shatters it and then they just yank him all the way down to hell through the flames at which point you just see Yoro be like, oh, 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 always makes me out of breath. And it's just like the fire's gone from his eyes. Everything's back to normal. He's just like, whoo, hands on knees. <laughs> that was a lot, but they left us a claw. What can we say? Crime works. Whew. Uh, when the smoke of hellish rebuke clears, mm. uh, nothing but the, the claw, as you said, and the name tag. Hi, my name is Sertle Spurtle just kind of floats to the ground. <clears throat> and you have uh, successfully beaten uh, the riddle. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> um, Ratface is applauding you up in the catwalk. You can hear his, his clapping. Oh, my God. Uh, and he says, uh, whoa, wow. That was, uh, wow, that was really something right there. That last little bit of, uh, bit of the pyrotechnics there. That was... Uh, that was really neat. Hang on, I'm I'm gonna come down. I'm gonna I'm gonna say hello. Uh, and he he basically walks along the catwalk to this like this little spiral cast iron staircase sort of thing. Comes down. He uh, uh, he greets the three of you. Um, does a quick mm -hmm. assessment. How's everybody feeling in terms of uh, health? Not great. I ran great. into a claw on purpose after I had been hit earlier. It's bad day, but I've been worse. So Euro's looking a little a little beat up. How's everyone yeah. else looking? Truck's perfect. Truck's perfect. Truck Cinder, is perfect. Cinder at a glance would look okay, but closer inspection, there's blood running down from underneath her hair. Okay. And she's she's about half health at this okay. point. Okay. Ratface comes over specifically to Cinder and, and Euro, and he's kind of patting down his long coat, looking for a pocket. He reaches in, pulls out in one hand two two vials. Two glass tubes. He hands one to each of you. A red liquid is inside. And he says, ah, here, here you go for your troubles. Drink that up and uh, ah, you'll be all right. All right, you're all drink it. Uh, roll me a, a, a D8. Eight. That's eight HP back to you, buddy. Ooh. Nice. Cinder, better, would Cinder would watch Euro drink it and then drink the one given to her. Roll a D8. Only three. Three HP for you. I'll take it. Ratface says, uh, All right, well, uh, it looks like it's just uh, you three that passed the gauntlet. You've completed all the tests. Congratulations. Uh, we'll just, uh, I guess, just kind of hang around here. Feel free to socialize. Maybe uh, get a snack. He gestures to a table that was not there before, uh, and it's got some snacks on it. Um, a pitcher of water, um, and some, and some, uh, cups, uh, and, uh, he says, we're just gonna wait to see if, uh, anyone else makes it through, uh, we'll give them, uh, maybe 20 minutes or so, and then if they don't, uh, we were never here, you understand? Uh, and we'll just move along. Um, do you have another Sertel Spertel for them, or do we need to help you come up with a riddle? No, 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 I just had, uh, I had the one. Uh, that was a uh, a chul. Have you ever seen a chul before? 
Never. I've seen no. shrimp, but not a chul. No, yeah, no, that nasty piece of work, those guys. Anyway, I feel, I feel kind of bad that, you know, he didn't kill you because now I can't keep him because he's dead. But it, it's good that you guys are here and survived. So that's good. Yes, in the future, it might be worth. Oh, do you know what? Nope. <laughs> Truck is going to, like, make a suggestion, then very quickly realize, like, ooh, this is his chance to join a party. Just keep your <laughs> mouth shut. So. Uh. And he, and he like, bounces over to the snack table streamers flying and starts okay. eating. Red face kind of clocks that, that you had something to say and decided not to. Uh, but then he's, he's fine. He dismisses it. Um, over the course of the next 20 minutes, if you two, or you three, rather, would like to do anything, Radface is fine to chat or anything like that. But we're basically just waiting to see if anybody else shows up. I think Euro... Uh, basically believes that any place that is offering free snacks has has begun what is ultimately a thieving competition, which is they believe that they can steal your goodwill for free food. And he believes that if he eats enough of it, then he will have actually come out ahead because he will have (laughs) robbed them of more than they expected to pay. So he is going to aggressively fucking move on these. Very good. There's cheeses, some crackers, grapes, apple slices, Orange slices, you know, get your blood sugar back up, that kind of thing. His priority is going to be cheese. It's the most expensive. Then he will shift over to the fruit. He's not touching the crackers. Anyone who eats bread at a buffet is an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cinder, anything you'd like to do in particular or just kind of wait it out passively uh, to see if anything happens? I think it's she's definitely considering the food, but I think in lieu of the situation, we'll go over to the the pincer that is still there and try to use her sword to crack it open and take some meat out <laughs> to eat it. Nice. Oh, damn, Very that nice. is good. We should go over there as well, truck. This is something we have all earned. We stole it from a dead monster. <laughs> oh. Oh. And, uh, I mean, it, it is kind of smelling pretty good, right? Yeah. Like, there's been a shit ton of flames, so. Yeah, yeah. You can see yeah. if there's, if, uh, Ratface has any butter? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Cinder would definitely share after yeah. freeing some of that and walk over to Euro. Then, uh, were, were all those f- flamey people your friends? Well, you know, they were kind of uh, from my dad's, but it's fine. You know, they made the old friends, the kind of dad's work friends. You do what you have to do. Eh. I don't know them personally, but they don't like when people fuck around. So it's nice for me. It could be nice for you. Just the thing I say to everyone is, if I'm not paying attention, don't hit me. It could They could come up to say hello to you, and every hello with them is a little bit of a goodbye. You know? Oh, That's true. I, I have heard that. That's true. That makes sense. Oh, okay. I mean, both of you are really, really good at magic. That was, that was really good. Oh. So when did yeah, you learn- what can you do? Well, there was a truck. That is not very nice. You you have to learn. You have to be nice. And then also, if you're nice first and insult them later, it's funnier. They get much more mad. So, it was not an insult. It's genuine curiosity. Well, they do all this stabbing. I don't know if you noticed. There's lots of stabbing and clanging, etc. Oh. Cinder to is that, eating is that, food. <laughs> yeah, I'm so oh, stab. No. Okay, I like, stabbing. I like stabbing things. Yeah. <laughs> so where did you learn about the stabbing so much? It seems like you've had training. Mm, I guess a little bit of training, just like 
hands on the job. You know, when you have to survive in the forest, it just kind comes naturally. So... Self-taught, self-taught, very impressive. What about you, Truck? Did you teach yourself to do fast, weird magic? Uh, I guess so. This bodes very well. Mask loves someone who is a self-made, as you are. You can learn so much about thieving by doing. Thieving is not an art to be studied in some fancy school. It is something for us to do here, for us to do now. What did we do? We just stole our way onto a team. We stole this meat. We'll steal everything. Maybe even Rob Quinney. What? Cinder looks very excited about that and then tries to pull it back. <laughs> like, mm, no. Uh-huh. Food and mouth. <laughs> Oh, wait, wait, are we going to get to meet Quinny? I hope so, yes. Uh, Ratface, when do we meet Quinny? Yes, he'll say, uh, <laughs> uh, Quinny is not uh, currently disposed. I am acting as a sort of proxy for him, rest assured. Anything you'd like to say to him, you can say to me and I will pass along and vice versa. Uh, I do have a statement prepared for anyone else who survives the gauntlet, uh, aside from you three. Uh, at this point, um, the same door that you guys walked out of, that was the the dark or the darkening room with the mm-hmm. hourglass and the candle. Um, it opens up uh, and a deluge of water surges through as a dwarf, an orc, and a human come sputtering and spiraling out. These are, of course, your uh, quote-unquote nemesis, uh, Euro, <laughs> the dwarf, and his orc and human companion. You last saw them when they were battling skeletons they didn't finish before you guys did they were still working on them when you had already beaten yours up um they are completely waterlogged the door shuts immediately behind them and the surge of water ends they all kind of stagger to their feet and are coughing and hacking um rat says hey congratulations you made it uh Unfortunately, uh, this party here, these uh, three brave adventurers did solve the final challenge uh, before you could arrive. And as such, I'm afraid it's going to be a no from Mr. Brown Barrow today for you three. Uh, I do wish you all well on your future endeavors. Feel free to try try out once again at another time. Uh, but that, uh, that'll be all. The exit's right over there. Um, and the uh, the three uh, look sullen, deflated. The dwarf has fucking daggers in his eyes at you, Euro, because you ruined this for him. And oh, I, I want to be clear. Two of you can come back and try out anytime. You, you suck. Ooh, and he, he goes for you. Uh, <gasps> and before he can wrap his fingers around your neck, he's scooped up by his orc friend, uh, who is very kind of sheepishly just like, uh, uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, nice to meet you guys. And and just kind of... Truck is like waving carries. furiously. Like, this bye! This dwarf is... Um, you don't get to say the word conniption very often, but he is having a conniption fit of rage. He's foaming at the mouth. His face is red. He's so fucking mad at Euro. Euro's got his goat so bad. Uh, and uh, their human companion uh, follows them with a limp shortly after, and they leave. 
And Euro is just cackling. Just <laughs> See, that is how you can be nice and actually be quite mean. Very good, truck. You're learning. <laughs> what, was I mean? You broke his brain. Very nice. I haven't seen the conniption in so long. Did I yeah, do that? that? You, uh, you definitely did not stop him from doing that. That is uh, for sure there. Yeah. You've got like an edge to you that you're not aware of. And believe me, that's going to upset a lot of people, uh, which I think he likes. He gestures oh. to Euro. Oh, no. Yes, because your only problem will be with people who have big egos. But they're who you want to make angry because they're who you want to rob. They're not your friends. If you try to make them your friends, that is a sin and that is very bad. Don't do that. Yeah, I don't like people with big egos. They try to make other people be different than who they are. If that makes sense. Yes. Now come with me, the world's greatest thief, and we will learn from Ratface <laughs> what our next plan is. Uh, and Ratface says, uh, "Well, I think that was everyone anyway, so we can uh, we can head out." And the door that you came out of that was a candle room that the three washouts washed out of uh, opens again, and there is standing one bloodied solitary elf. He staggers forward. His arm is clearly dislocated. He does not have any weapons, cuts and bruises all over his face. And then there's the sound of something puncturing meat. Uh. Three times, a fourth time. And he falls forward with four arrows in his back. And the last remaining elf staggers out and closes the door behind her. And she looks to Ratface and Ratface says, oh, you guys, uh, you wound up in the Mortal Kombat uh, room, huh? Well, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, that was gonna have to happen. So, good on you. You survived. Unfortunately, uh, hate to break this to you, but you did not qualify uh, for, for Quinny's team today. These three did. Uh, this is impressive work, though. That was your friend, was he not? And she nods gravely. <laughs> He says, wow, that's really impressive. Uh, he's my cod. And Ratface gives her a business card uh, and uh, uh, sends her on her way. She, oh, be, she before, is, before you she, go, Elfriend, do you have a business card? Because I might have work for you in the near future. Uh, she looks at you and uh, uh, shakes her head. She's not speaking for some reason. Uh, could be shock. Uh, could be she didn't chat much before. It's hard to tell. She does have a bit of a thousand-yard stare right now. <laughs> All right. Well, you can ask around for me. Uh, take this card, and then you can find me. Uh, and he hands over a business card that just says, Euronymous Kosh, pleasure to meet me. Uh, and it just says, ask around. <laughs> but he'll hand that over in the hope she'll get in touch. She takes it. She keeps it. And through just barely parting lips does she say her name. Uh Vespella, and then walks out of the warehouse. Uh, Ratface says, okay, so that is definitely everyone then. Uh, come on, come on out to, uh, there's a great place just up the, the road, kind of further into the uh, District of Splendors. Let's get out of the, uh, the docks here. Let's get you folks into a warm inn, get some drinks in you. You ever been to the Flaming Knoll? It's a great place. Uh, you're going to come to get to know it a little bit. 
Uh, come on, come with me. And Ratface ushers you all out of the warehouse and uh, up through a few winding alleys onto a more well-traveled road within the kingdom of Gryffindel. People are passing you by now and things like that. Uh, and sure enough, you arrive at the Flaming Knoll Tavern and Inn. Uh, a table appears to have been reserved for you, uh, certainly reserved for Ratface and a indeterminate number of guests. Um, <laughs> you all sit down, it's a booth. Uh, and uh, when the first mugs of ale arrive, Ratface uh, uh, gives a little coin bag uh, to the waiter, who he happily pockets it and he walks away. And Ratface says, all right, so before I uh, I get into what's next for you guys, gosh, I would love to hear each of your stories. You know, what is it that that, that makes made y'all wanna go through all of that to join Quinny Brown Barrow's uh, secret team of adventurers? Euro is just lean back. Euro's not going first. Euro's as interested as Ratface. Cinder would lean forward, having been given ale and. Almost put her whole face in it, like sniffing it, and then <laughs> make cat face almost like the open mouth, like Ugh. <laughs> that expression. Uh, well, I'm just an adventurer from the woods, and I heard tales of Queenie far and wide, and I wanted to come and journey here to, you know, stake my claim and be a an adventurer in this company because I heard about it. Yep. Um, is that the whole truth, Cinder? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> can you roll me a deception check, please? I can. It's not going to be good. I rolled an 11. You rolled an 11? Oh. Uh, Ratface, uh, makes a face, um, but accepts your answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, and looks across the table to both, uh, Hugo and Euronymous for their answers. Uh, Trek is just trying to suppress, like, what the real reason is. Uh, he <laughs> just says, so he decides on kind of a half-truth. Um, you know what? I've always felt Rules are boring. Everyone follows rules. They're all boring. Everyone says that things are supposed to be a certain way. That's no way to live. And I see people like Quinny. He's forging his own path. Creating a little chaos. That's what I want to do. All right. Now you mentioned that that was a partial truth. I mean... I left stuff out. <laughs> yeah, roll me a deception check. <laughs> That's a 20 total. Okay. Ratface is nodding along with everything you're saying and uh, doesn't raise an eyebrow at anything that you mention. He seems to really accept everything that you've said and understand where you're coming from. And then he looks to you, Euro. And what do you say? 
I have been a cleric of the god of crime for quite some time now in this city, and it means I have made, one should say, uh, a number of short-term friends and longer-term, let's say, not friends. And it <laughs> is time for me to team up with a new group, try to elevate my game, perhaps pass along my wisdom to other thieves to make sure that everything is as blessed and as holy in the serving of mask as it could be. I heard about Quinny. Sounds like he uh, doesn't fuck around too much, so it's time to maybe... Bring a little of his not-fuck-around energy to the city. It'll be very good. Very good for you, very good for me, very good for a mask. Excellent. And how much truth is in that? Uh, I mean, that is 100% true. He is also leaving out a lot. So, yeah, definitely deception. Okay, roll me a deception check. <laughs> that is 14. 14. Ratface is nodding along knowingly, and you don't know... If he's nodding along knowingly to the notion of making some friends short-term and a lot of long-term not friends, or if he's nodding along knowing that there are certain things being unsaid. Hard to read, but he's nodding. And once you're all finished uh, kind of talking about the different uh, backstories you have for wanting to join up with with Quinny, he says, uh, well, I got to tell you, this is all really inspiring that y'all came together like this. And, uh, well, it's just fantastic. So I would like to raise a toast, and he raises his mug, to the three of you and make you honorary members of Q Incorporated. And he raises his mug to, uh, for a cheers. Euro's in. Yeah, he'll raise it up. Truck is, like, sloshing... Whatever, yeah. whatever drink has been poured for him. <laughs> it's ale. They just don't care here. <laughs> it's, it's sloshing all over. He raises yeah. it so enthusiastically. Cinder is a beat later than everyone else <laughs> watching. Then you realize they don't know what this is, but yeah. copies you all and picks yeah. up the, the flagon and will cheers. And, and as Cinder's flagon hits the, the already gathered group of flagons, Ratface downs his mug and slams it on the table and says, ah, that's great. Uh, do y'all dr- take a drink? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're all down yeah. this whole thing. Super. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> roll me a constitution save. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, he, he wipes some foam from his mouth, from his, uh, his, his big rat snout and whiskers and says, all right. Well, with that out of the way, uh, I do have something in my documenta bag here. Uh, this right here is a uh, bit of enchanted parchment here. Uh, what I write, Mr. Brown Barrow can see, and what he writes on his end, we can read here. And so uh, if you'll just excuse me. Wow. Uh, and he writes on this parchment, um, the party has been formed, uh, and the ink... Um, bleeds onto the paper and then bleeds into the paper and recedes from view and it disappears. And then ink begins to appear and kind of bubble up to form new words and letters. And it's just one sentence, one word. And it just says, proceed. And then a a little stylized cue at the bottom. And he says, all right, sounds like uh, we're ready to move on with assigning some roles within the adventuring company and discussing the next job. Now then, he uh, 
closes that piece of parchment, uh, folds it up, and he takes out a ledger, and he says, uh, Now, uh, this may shock you, but uh, you three have been uh, uh, observed uh, during the gauntlet, but also somewhat uh, prior to that as well. Not by myself directly, but... You know, I have eyes and ears kind of here, there, a little bit everywhere. Truck's eyes are so wide right now. <laughs> uh, and and Radface looks at Truck and he says, yeah, yeah. And just keeps describing. Uh, uh, and uh, you've kind of been uh, assigned a role within the company based on certain aptitudes and places that we think you would want to uh, contribute. Now, uh, Cinder Darkbane, that would be you, I believe, according to uh, your signature here. On the waiver, or I'm sorry, it's printed uh, Cinder Darkbane, but you appear to sign as just X. That's you like to go by big, massive X. Cinder's been holding ale in her cheeks and just slowly, in response, lets it back out into the <laughs> into the glass. It just goes between like the gaps in your fingers, <laughs> yep. like a gross little waterfall. Uh huh. Ratface just looking at you. Just, uh, huh. Right. Well, you are the group's uh, cartographer, all right? It's going to be, uh, uh, you're going to be assigned the duty of uh, map making, uh, planning trips and travel options and things like that. Getting your group from point A to point B as safely and quickly as possible. I will be providing you with the tools to accomplish that uh, in the near future. Do you understand? Yeah. I like paths. Sounds good. I bet you do. All right. Jesus. Uh, and <laughs> he looks over at you, uh, Truck, and he says, uh, here we are. Someone who actually signed the waiver with their real name, uh, Hugo Bellpepper. Uh, you've been assigned the role of uh, lore manga. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. You're basically going to uh, be recording your group's exploits and collecting other information that may need to be reviewed and relayed at a later date. Uh, good for intel, that kind of thing. Uh, good for storing information and recalling it. And uh, also good for making reports to myself or to uh, the big little man himself. Oh, what an honor. Uh, you're going to be sick, kid? You're going to be all right? No, I'm... I don't want you spewing like... No, I'm, oh, I'm overwhelmed in a very positive way. Okay. You're not going to go? All right, good. And that leaves you, Euro. You are our obviator. And basically, that is assigned to you uh, the role of basically being able to uh, uh, detect and observe uh, things like opposition, uh, things like weaknesses in uh, security details, uh, uh, basically a lot of recon coming from you. Finding weaknesses, uh, finding opportunities for the company, that sort of thing. Excellent. I'm a natural face man. I, no one knows who I am whenever I'm on the job. It's the nice thing about my abilities. I'm not the least bit memorable. <laughs> and he's like a giant tiefling in this fucking bright purple outfit. Makes no sense. <laughs> oh, and Truck is like very concerned. Like, am I going to forget you? Oh, not unless I want you to. And you, little friend, we are going to have a long and healthy relationship together. This is the beginning of something beautiful. And you know who our first enemy is? That waiter who we gave a bunch of money to. We got to rob them before we leave. <laughs> Wait, why? 
because they have a bunch of money and they don't know what to do with it. I don't know either, but I make decisions very quickly. <laughs> okay. By, by rob people, do you mean, mean killing them, then taking things off their dead bodies? Technically, that is looting. We don't want to do oh. that. Because here's the thing. If you kill someone and then you take things from them, you can rob them once. But if you take things from someone and you let them live, you can take from them forever. <laughs> All right. You know what? Oh, wow. Uh, Radface rises from the table, says, I'm going to call it an early night for myself. I don't want to get implicated any further in whatever the hell it is you're talking about. This is not <laughs> pertinent to uh, the company discourse. Uh, once again, welcome to Q Incorporated uh, <clears throat> Exploits and Procurement. Uh, I will be talking to each of you in the morning. We booked a room for you here, or three rooms rather. So uh, drink, eat, be merry, catch some rest, and uh, I'll see you uh, in the morning to uh, discuss the particulars of your roles and of uh, next steps. And Ratface goes over to you, Euro, and kind of jostles you a little bit, shakes your shoulders, gives you a pat on the chest, and says, and uh, good night to you. And he strolls away. Great. I'm going to check my pockets, and I also definitely tried to rob him at the same time. <laughs> okay, excellent. Roll me a sleight of hand check. <laughs> uh, that is a 16. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, 16. Okay. Uh, roll me a perception check. <laughs> that is a five. Ooh, okay. Uh, you do not detect anything new on you, but you do pull a wallet off of Ratface. And he's walked away. He's gone now. So you can do with that wallet what you wish, but he's, he's gone. Great. I want to know what's in it. Okay. Open it up. There's no money in it. There is one note in it. <laughs> All right. I'm going to read it. The note reads, What do you know about museum heists? This episode of Quinny Quest, a Dum Dums and Dragons story, features Del Borovic at the Del Tastic on Twitter, Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and our Dungeon Master Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the One Shot's logo was created by Decapitated Markers. This show's theme music is Gothic Trip with Thunder Horse by Damiano Baldoni. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, and our Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Now I'm off before that robot DJ returns and destroys us all. Ah! Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Spot Alan, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, OMG, it's Big Nick. 
D&D and things, Norma Byers, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Flea Unit, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Melissa Rain, Mithrian, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hello, Maria Kennedy from Hero Trackers here to tell you about a special report we've been working on at Hero Track Media. With the help of my producer, Shayna, we are going to reveal the life story of a mysterious hero that, as far as we can tell, has never been covered by a media outlet before. Subscribe to this podcast feed to learn more about this hero and the strange circumstances surrounding their life and career and how they might be connected to your favorite heroes. Coming soon from Hero Track Media, Vigil. Vigil, Season 1, an audio fiction superhero thriller in 10 parts from All In Productions. Featuring Haley Sanfilippo as Maria Kennedy and Adam Kudashat as Vigil. Subscribe or follow to make sure you're the first to know about Vigil. Vigil.